Hey there and welcome to episode 11 of the True To You podcast. Boy, am I excited to share today's guest with you, the vivacious Shauna Ryan. In 2015, she founded Strong Woman, a community and social media platform that showcases women that embody resilience, fortitude, compassion, through photographs and corresponding narrative. She is also the founder of Community Narrative, a digital and social media management agency. She has spent the last 12 months traveling to and from Los Angeles, gaining experience in the entertainment industry, including in assisting in the production and writing of an Emmy-nominated TV show. I wanted to bring Shauna on the podcast because she is a woman who has enormous strength and pours her heart into everything she puts her mind to. She is very clear on her why and uses that to navigate a career path that at only 28 has taken many interesting turns, which I'm sure you are about to find out. So without further ado, let's get into today's conversation. This is the True To You podcast, your very own work bestie. Each week we come together for honest conversations about reinventing yourself and your career, all while navigating a path towards meaningful work. I'm your host, Ruby Marsh. Let's do this. So welcome, Shauna, to the True To You podcast. This is the first podcast that we are recording live together here in Newcastle. So this is a bit of a special occasion to have oh, you this here. Is great. Where's the champagne? <laughs> yeah. uh, it's 10.23 a.m. So Where's the champagne? <laughs> yeah. So Shauna, as you know from the intro, is the creator of something called Strong Woman Official. And she is also... A woman that wears many hats she does many uh, creative endeavors in her life and that's why I was so excited to get her on today because I want her to tell her story number one because her career story is really interesting and also how she's been able to blend all of these passions but uh, what I got from our conversation the other day Shauna is that you've really followed your intuition a lot in the last few years and made some uh, changes to your life and taken some leaps that uh, might not come as easily for some people but you simply knew it was the right thing to do so big big welcome and First, we'll start out. Let's start out with your story. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do and what Strong Woman is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, thank you for having me. My story is so multifaceted, so um, I'll try and keep it as streamlined as possible. Um, currently, today, um, I wear a couple of different hats. I'm the founder of Strong Woman, which uh, is a multi media platform uh, where I share stories of women who are doing beautiful things um, in an attempt to really reframe what strength looks like, particularly in women. Um, and I do that through storytelling and sharing images, but then I also like to bring that out of the digital world because it is mostly on Instagram, Facebook, and I have a website. Um, but I like to bring that out into real time. And I 
want people not to just feel inspired when they're scrolling on their phones because you can scroll on your phone and you can press lock and you can put your phone back in your pocket and you can get on with your day and you're faced with you know whatever you're faced with when you have to live the purpose of strong woman is bringing that inspiration and that empowerment out of the phone as well so i run events like conferences i run smaller workshops i do workshops in schools um, and so I want it to be more of a tangible experience for women rather than just an idea they see on social media. So that's one of the things that I do. Um, I also have a digital media management agency uh, called Community Narrative, where I basically manage social media, predominantly social media. I also do website development um, and copywriting, uh, videography, photography, but um, I pretty much do anything for creative people who don't have the time necessarily to do it themselves. Um, so for me, most of the time, it looks like creating memes or creating graphics for social media, making a beautiful grid for Instagram. Um, but then also it can look like me following you around in the least creepy way um, and documenting your life. So, um, you know, depending on what the client is after, I'll do many different things. Uh, I also do teach as well because, you know, the, anybody who's listening who's a freelancer or an entrepreneur knows that cash flow can sometimes be a little bit of a challenge. So I'm actually a trained school teacher. Um, so I like to teach, you know, one to two days a week just to have, you know, a safety net um, just in case a client doesn't go through or, you know, I don't book a job or whatever that looks like. So I do that as well. Um, but my background is, is it's so funny that you say that I, I follow my intuition because I was reflecting in that moment back to my early days in the workforce and I actually started as a travel agent and I thought that I wanted to be a travel agent because... I wanted to travel the world and I wanted to bring people joy. I wanted to help their dreams come true, booking their dream holiday. And that was wonderful until I was doing it for everyone else, not myself. So I left that and went and did events management. Same thing. I wanted to book people's amazing weddings and like plan these amazing events. And then that, you know, ended up being more stress. And then I went to being a teacher. And the purpose of that was because I, again, wanted to bring joy to young people. And I thought that young people were only going to be the ones to listen to me. I wasn't old enough to, um, I guess I, I didn't have enough life experience and wisdom to inspire and empower older people. So yeah, I, I, every time I put something down, I always was striving towards the end goal, which is kind of where I am with strong women and also um, dabbling in the entertainment industry as well. So yeah, I think my, my one goal in life always has been as far as, as far back as I can remember is to bring joy and light to people. And I've just found different ways of doing that. And so now where I'm at is it feels the most authentic way of doing it. And I'm really excited of the possibilities of different projects I'm, I'm lined up to do. So yeah, amazing. I, I love hearing all that because uh, being a fellow creative and multi-passionate woman, I, for a long time, uh, as you probably found out as well, is that you often think that you need a certain title to be able to do a, a job or to be calling yourself a creative and to actually drive your own creativity simply by finding something bigger than yourself and then creating things to fit that that need is yeah. is really cool and it's really courageous i don't know about you but um to step outside of those conventional creative norms and for you you know it was different various ways of exploring that creativity through your jobs but 
um, now doing what you're doing, how have you found that? Like, what have you come up against either personally or how people uh, see what you're doing in the world? Yeah, um, gosh, where do I start? Um, I think the the biggest hurdle, the biggest underlying hurdle has always been myself yeah. and believing that I had the capacity to do all the things that I had in my heart to do. Um, it, believe it or not, it was only probably a year and a half ago that I actually realized that I was a creative. Like actually, I always thought the term creative was reserved for people who work in the arts, who, you know, are... Um, graphic designers or artists or songwriters and although I had capabilities in those areas I didn't really identify as a creative because I wasn't making money from it and now that I am a creative I'm like nobody makes money from me <laughs> like, I understand that but um for me the biggest challenge has been believing in myself um quite often I would spend like back when I first entered entertained the idea of you know working for myself and trying to build a brand um I would spend a lot of time comparing myself to people that I wanted to be like or you know mentors and um I realized that I had built all of these apprehensions based on what I thought people around me were going to think but often and this I don't want this to come across the wrong way most times people aren't thinking about us. Mm. People live their own lives. People are in their own mm. lanes. People have, you know, their own worries, their own jobs, their own families. And yeah, they might for a second think, what is Shauna doing? But they don't spend all the time that I think I thought they did thinking, what is Shauna doing? She's throwing her life away. She has a teaching degree. Why isn't she doing that? Mm. Why is she eating cans of soup? Like, um... <laughs> I, I was so worried about what everybody else was thinking when the penny finally dropped. I was like, oh no, like it's actually just you projecting how you are thinking about your life and you're placing judgment on your own actions. And that was simply out of fear. Um, I've made a lot of decisions. I've made a lot of courageous decisions, but um, I do live in fear a lot um, in the spirit of transparency. Like I, I like to plan and manage my life. Obviously I'm an ex-school teacher and an ex-event coordinator so the organization and management is real <laughs> but um I it's very difficult to be a creative and be fluid and be as open to taking risks as I need to be and simultaneously you know be the planner and the strategizer mm. that I am so I often operate from this weird space of like fear like I'll I'll feel it feel the fear, do it anyway, and then I'll feel the fear again. I'm like, I did it, okay, let me go back to my corner and be scared again. So, uh, yeah, for me, the biggest challenge and the biggest challenge that remains is my own ability to really believe in myself and, and trust that I have absolutely everything inside of me that I need to achieve everything that I was put on this earth to do. Um, another thing that has been challenging has, like, has been the opinions of family and friends and it's all been with love but you know I do have a teaching degree um I I have turned down more jobs teaching jobs than I care to admit I know that there are a lot of teachers in my area particularly that you know are not hired and they're finding it hard to get work and I feel so blessed to be offered like I was offered three jobs like permanent jobs in the last couple mm. of months and I turn all of them down not because I don't need the money I need the money but I I have a passion to 
change lives and to build a brand more than I, I need money. Like I've never been without. So I do have the commentary that is laced with love um, from family and friends who are like, if, if you're struggling, go like, just go get a mm. job. Why don't you, why don't you get a job? And I, I just have to be like, listen guys, you don't understand. I'm a creative. But um, yeah, it's, it's also been interesting, I guess, blazing a trail for the people in my immediate community of friends and family who haven't necessarily done what I've done. Mm. I'm, you know, create, creating a job for myself and stepping out of the confines of a nine to five. And with that come struggles, uncertainties, and the simple solution would be just to step back into safety. But once you've kind of tasted the, the sweetness of, you know, doing life yourself and, and, and building a brand and, you know, living on edge, it can be scary, but it's liberating. So yeah, I, I can't go back to my five. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you think it was something? Uh, I know that personally, you've also had, um, and we don't have to go too much into this today. But personally, you've also had uh, some some health th related things happen that have probably opened up your eyes. I'm sure to how you really want to live your life. Uh, is there anything in relation to that, or perhaps? Uh, you know, values that became really clear to you either as a result of these things that happened or just simply uh, you've done a lot of travel in the last few years and your eyes have probably been opened up to a, a myriad of different people and how they live their lives. But how did you really get clear in knowing that this was your path and that your path was going to be more of a series of steps than necessarily I'm going for this one goal yeah, yeah. Um, I, that's a great question and that makes me really excited because that's kind of my sweet spot at the moment um, you mentioned that I traveled um, I, I've spent the better part of 18 months traveling um, and I've just kind of landed back in Australia semi-permanently like I can't go back to America not because I'm not allowed but I just spent a lot of time there as a holiday goer and they're like what are you doing here so I decided to come to Newcastle and, and you know live here because it's really exciting but the thing that I have learned most in the last 18 months um, is tied in so perfectly with my purpose so I've been exposed to so many exciting things um, I was based out of Los Angeles uh, and one of my best friends is an actor in Hollywood and so um, I actually got to work on some projects with her while I was there, um, helped her with writing and um, writing a show she got an Emmy nomination for. So like that was really exciting and that kind of opened me up to a whole different world, you know, of another industry that I'm really excited to dive into. But um, I realized how demanding that lifestyle is and I realized how demanding the lifestyle is that I want to lead in terms of going around and speaking at events. Like I want to be jumping up from plane to plane, going and speaking at conferences and conventions and like just doing mass empowerment, like <laughs> making every woman get excited about her story. Um, but in order for me to do that, I have to be healthy. Um, so last year, and it's, it always cracks me up because if I, if you were to tell me a couple of years ago, you're going to go to Hollywood um, and you were going to find all the body com confidence and self-esteem in the world, I would have laughed it off. I would have been like, no, because I've always struggled with body image and body confidence and, and self-esteem and stuff like that. And 
um, I went to Hollywood and found it. And I also went to Hollywood and lost 20 kilos. Um, but from that, um, I realized that I really need to look after my body. Like mm. it really, really is going to be the vessel that's going to take me to all the places that I'm called to go to. Um, and you know, I'm an open book. I do have a benign brain tumor and I found out in 2016 that I had it. And if I don't lead a low stress lifestyle, then it gets agitated. Now, as you can imagine, somebody who has spent, you know, 12 months traveling and doesn't have an address and, you know, doesn't know when the next paycheck is coming. Like that's not really low stress. <laughs> um, so, you know, me getting on top of my lifestyle, making a bunch of changes, losing a bunch of weight and just really honoring my physical being and recognizing like I need to, I really need to take care of you. I need to work out, not because it's a chore, but it's a self, it's an act of self love. Mm -hmm. And, um, if I do really want to occupy the spaces, I know I'm going to, I can't put a bandaid on my health issues. Mm. Um, so yeah, the, the biggest thing for me in the last couple of years has been how important health is. And it's not just like, oh, you know, you should get sleep, which obviously everybody should get sleep, but like it's far deeper than that. It's about being really, really intentional about the time that you spend with certain people. Mm. It's about being intentional about the time that you spend outdoors. Um, it's about being intentional about, you know, what you eat, what you drink. And again, not from a res restrictive place, but from a really beautiful place of growth and knowing like I'm actually nourishing this vessel and I'm going to do amazing things in this world, but I cannot do it if I don't fully focus on my health and honor that. So yeah, does that answer the question? Yeah, that's incredible. I'm just totally nodding my head because uh, I 100% I resonate with all of that and that journey because um, a similar thing, not not as uh, extreme uh, health concern, but very much just underlying immune issues for a long time when I first graduated as an architect. And I see now, only now, as I'm, you know, when you're out doing your own thing and it requires um, these really dramatic shifts in energy often and... Uh, I don't know about you, but I'm someone that needs to recharge. I really like actually just being at home with myself, with the husband, dog, um, you know, and taking baths and just being on my own so that I can be my full self, you know. And until you realize that, I used to laugh at people like Tony Robbins jumping on a, a rebounder before he would get on stage or you know these they'd all be like doing this serious like marathon training type stuff and each to their own but I used to think gosh these people are so crazy like they're on stage and then but actually they were physically preparing themselves for the nervous system it's all to do with the nervous system and um, you know if once you are energetically tuned the capacity of work that you can do, like being on big stages, just becomes easier and easier yeah. because you know you can get out there and you're bringing 100% of yourself. Yeah. Mm. So. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I got to the point where I was conscious enough to realize that I was offering the world like 60% and reserving 40% because I didn't want nothing to be left for myself. Mm. And I realized that actually you can 
live a life that allows you to give 100% in this space and then you still get 100% on your own but it really does come down to how are you treating your body how are you treating your mind I never used to understand meditation I never used to understand you know being still and um I thought you know it was only for spiritual woo-woo people and I am a little bit of a spiritual woo-woo baby now but like more than anything I it's a necessity Mm -hmm. like you have to be able to quiet your mind you have to be able to just focus and breathe and you know let yourself land back in your body because we float and by float it's not like a sweet float like it's not a violent like (laughs) flitting between activities like we go through so many different emotions and activities every single day especially owning a business but you know even if you're a student or if you're a mom or if you're working a nine-to-five like you are faced with so many different scenarios and things that demand different levels of energy both spiritually and physically Mm. and um it's actually our duty to i guess take control of that and at the end of the day if if we don't have enough to give and we have an ounce of regret that's on us Mm. we we really have that um we have to do that for ourselves so Yeah. Would you say that uh, a word that comes up a lot, I guess, in being in the personal development circles now is this emphasis on boundaries? Mm -hmm. And uh, because I'm also like really interested in someone like Brene Brown and her work, and it's very much a cornerstone of her work. But would you say that consciously you've had to work on saying no, deciding what, what you need in order to thrive and then... Yeah, I'm not great at saying no. <laughs> like it's 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 a problem. I'm better now than I ever have been, but I have um I have FOMO, but like fear of missing out, but not from a space of like I don't want to miss out on a party. Like I I don't want to miss out on the opportunity of growth. Mm. I know that there is so much to learn in every single conversation. I try and get as close to high high level high energy people as I can not because I want that claim but because I believe you have so much to offer Mm. and I can learn so much from you just by watching and so um I you know I have a friend who I speak to daily who lives on the other side of the world and you know I'm often up at ridiculous times partly because of the time difference but also because I want to make sure that you know nothing is left unsaid and that you know, I'm able to have really meaningful conversations mm. at any opportunity that I can. Um, but often, and, and aside from that, often boundaries for me have really been built out of a space of like necessity where mm. I, it, it's often left too late. And mm. if I don't put up a boundary, then I'll be at a loss. Um, so I'm really working on being conscious about that and, and, you know, I know what it takes to set a boundary. I know what it takes to have a conversation about boundaries, but it doesn't always come naturally to me. And that is simply because like, I am a child who doesn't want to miss out. I'm like, oh my gosh, what are these people doing over here? So, um, you know, for me setting boundaries, it's really about how are you going to feel, um, at the other at the other side of this, yeah. You know, if you do have this conversation at two o'clock in the morning, are you going to be better off having the extra two hours of sleep? Or, um, yeah, are you actually getting as much out of not setting the boundary as you would if you were to set it mm-hmm. and and you know reap the benefits in the long run? So, and it's also a practice. Um, a friend of mine and I have this um, 
this concept, I guess, where we try and practice low stakes, um, like saying no in low stakes or like making awkward conversation or difficult conversation normal in, mm. in a low stakes setting because mm. I mean, I don't know if it's just me, surely it's not just me, but I don't like having difficult conversations. I don't like setting boundaries, especially with the people I love because I don't want it to be taken the wrong way, but you know, you, you have to set boundaries for self-preservation. So, you know, if it's a low stakes setting, you can say to a friend, Hey, um, I know I don't have a password on my phone, but can you not pick it up and go through the photos? Like, that's just a random example, but like that used to before, like, give me the biggest anxiety. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, like, why would I say that to my friend? You can pick up my phone, it's fine. Do you, do you want me to give you a password just for you? Like, <laughs> yeah. I would, I would um, go above and beyond, but you know, it, it takes practice. Um, and so finding a tribe of people where you can recognize, hey, this is actually an area that I need to grow in rather mm. than an area of weakness. Like this, I need to grow in. I need to grow in learning how to make boundaries and set boundaries um, and having the support system. And, you know, if you forget to set a boundary, you know, having a friend pull you up and say, hey, have you have you considered maybe just building a little bit of a fence? Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I heard this analogy where... Um, uh, a farmer built a fence around his carrots um, and it wasn't to keep the rabbits out of the carrots. It wasn't so that the, the rabbits were without the joy of the carrot. It was so the carrot would have the opportunity to grow. Yeah. Um, and I think at the end of the day, boundaries, we have to remember it's not about excluding anybody else. In fact, it's, it's about preserving you and, and helping you to grow. Um, so, yeah, I try and remind myself that any time yeah. I need to set a boundary. Oh no, that's so good. That's there's so much goodness in what you said there, and I think your honesty around it being a practice. All of this is 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 a daily practice. Yeah, yeah and it's just that we've shifted our uh, intentions to include not only our meditation and our exercise, but now like, what am I doing with my mind daily? Yeah. What are my daily practices or what are my, you know, energetic practices so that I can be supported? And um, so I love that, that you recognize that. Now, True To You podcast was created because I wanted the capacity to share stories of women that were, carving out their own paths, so a path that was true to them. They recognized a point where they had to shift the compass a little bit and set this different course. I would love to know though, you're on a path that's true to you, but in terms of the word career, how do you define a career? What does it look like? And perhaps this is very personal, so it might not be for everyone, but I would just love to know your your answer to that question I think that for me career is something that you spend your I guess your working days and you know people start work at 14 at McDonald's and often you know people work right through into retirement age when they're very very old um, and I think you know you can have dozens of jobs in in those times but um, I think a career for me it's more of like a, a spiritual um, charge that you have on your life, like what you are going to spend your days being productive doing that make the world a better place. Mm. Um, so, you know, if you, and uh, without getting like super spiritual and woo woo, like if, if I 
stayed a travel agent for my whole life and that was wonderful and that brought me joy then you know we need travel agents like we need accountants we need teachers we need like all kinds of jobs and I think a career really should be how you like the place where you feel at peace serving your community um and if that's local if it's you know working on uh, working at a corner store in your local town or if it's speaking on a stage in front of tens of thousands of people um i think that we really as a society should consider reframing what a career is because um it's not just about you know working from work age until retirement and you know just being busy i really think it's about fulfilling your purpose and being the fullest version of yourself that isn't just self-serving like i am a firm believer that we are like i just watched the lion king and so like the circle of life is real (laughs) but like we are part of this circle of life and we are supposed to work together as a community like if you look at society um early society like you you would have this village mindset where everybody would work mm. together and you know the men would go out hunting and the women would stay home and do things and I'm not at all suggesting that but like we would all have a different purpose but the purpose was um to you know work together as a community and I think no matter what we end up doing with our day-to-day lives with our jobs um I think our career should really be focused on making our community better um but at the same time it should be something that brings us joy so then it really is effective instead of us working 40 years in a job that you know sucks the life out of us does that make sense yes yes I love that answer because I think that um it's really up to the individual to to decide what that looks like for themselves like what that um one job is what those several jobs are but with that overarching idea like you said that you're doing this thing and showing up to it 20 hours 40 hours 80 hours a week however many hours that is but that's actually quite a long time to not uh, either feel good about what you're doing or to uh, not have the potential to make someone else's life uh, better and like you say working in this ecosystem rather than as all these little um, cogs in a wheel or little parts of a machine that it can so often feel like um, and yeah obviously your your community is an example of being able to do that on a worldwide scale which is really beautiful being able to connect all the dots of all these women doing vastly different things with their lives uh from a 98 year old (laughs) (laughs) a Maud bless Maud (laughs) you should go and um look up strong woman official and find Maud's story because it's just delightful and what I loved about that was that uh Maud was doing very simple community-based things that probably 50 years ago we actually placed a lot more value around it's just that now that there's this uh, explosion of the internet and for you and i it totally supports the direction that we want to go in but also remembering that uh and it's not about being humble or anything like that but you can actually make impact by Uh, helping out your neighbor by um, you know doing something kind for someone buying a coffee in the coffee line or whatever it is these small acts of kindness um, 
at the same time, they don't have to have this expectation in ourselves that has to be <laughs> um, as big as, as perhaps you or I want to take things. So. Yeah, absolutely. No, no kind act is ever wasted and nothing, no, I guess, positive exchange is too little. I think life is made up of so many beautiful little moments and yeah, there are people at the forefront of the, the global audience who are doing mm. huge things, but we need people like Maud, who is, you know, knitting scarves and, and sweaters and blankets for dogs in oh. Newcastle. And she does that two hours a day, and that is that is huge. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and, the, and exactly what we're saying, that she's doing that right through to 98. So yeah. for her, the work never stops. The work just um, she'll be going till the day that she'll, she'll be she'll probably fall asleep in her chair one day knitting and yeah. and that might be <laughs> and that's so beautiful because she'll know with her last breath that she gave it everything. Um, so you've talked a little bit about some of these different things that you're passionate about and I often have women come to me feeling like being this multi-passionate person is. A burden and they don't really know how to wrangle all of these things or they have this expectation that they should bring all of the things and channel into one uh, job how have you found yourself personally like what what have you needed to do or what has it looked like uh, to be multi-passionate and at sometimes say yes to certain things and then at sometimes realize that oh this might just simply for now be something that I love and a hobby and that's how it fulfills me but yeah tell me about being multi-passionate and um, how you deal with that because yeah for some of us we can feel like it's a burden and we'll never have have the answers to <laughs> yeah totally yeah. um i think for me it, last year was probably the most exciting and overwhelming year for me because it was when i really identified like oh i really want to be in entertainment i really want to inspire women i still love doing videography i still love writing and like i had this increasing list of things that i loved doing and a skill set and um i panicked because i was like oh my gosh how do i make all of these into one really <laughs> great job um and once I let the dust settle on, you know, identifying all the things I love and all the things I'm good at, I realized like, first of all, you have time. Well, life isn't certain, but like in general, mm. I have, like I'm 28 years old. Mm. I have a whole life ahead of me, so I don't need to do all the things in this moment. <laughs> um, what, what I had to do is really focus on, you know, how can I manage doing as many things as I can that bring me joy, but also bring me money. <laughs> um, and you know, how can I really hone in on one or two of my skills or passions and grow those to a point where, you know, I feel satisfied with, you know, I can walk away from that and do something else, or I can bring a team on of people to help, you know, carry that legacy. Um, at the moment, Strong Woman is only me, but I do want to get a business partner. I do want to get a couple of assistants. Um, and so I had to really recognize I'm in no rush. I really, I have everything that I need. And um, 
if I focus on one or two of my things and refining my vision for those, refining my skill set, placing myself into rooms where I am not an expert at all um, and really open myself energetically, um, open my mind to learning as much as I can that help feed that vision, but also help feed, I guess, the whole vision that I have for my life. Because, you know, if I look at all of the things that I'm interested in, they can be all segmented, but they are all also, they, they have a greater purpose that's like the one purpose is to bring people joy and, and be light. So, um, yeah, I think focusing in on one or two things, mm. uh, really not perfecting cause I don't believe in perfection, but really, um, yeah, refining those things, being comfortable with setting them down for a season. And also I think, um, I don't know if this is related, but it just came up. Um, recognizing that sometimes in some seasons you're going to have to do things you don't want to do um, in the interim. So um, for me, I love being in the classroom. I love being around young people. Like it is so much fun. The reason I did not remain a teacher is because I do not like the administration associated with it. Like all of the marking, all of the planning. If I could be in a classroom with young people all day, every day, and just talk about life and talk about how to navigate some of the, the tough things in life, I'd be very, very happy. Unfortunately, kids need no trigonometry. I don't know why, but like, <laughs> yeah. that's a thing. <laughs> um, so I have had to go back to teaching, um, which for me, I was like, I'm not teaching again. I'm going to do Strongerman. I'm going to do videography. I'm going to do social media. Um, but I realized, oh, Fortunately, it's not something that I dislike, but it felt like a step back because mm. I'd made so much progress in, you know, growing strong women in growing community narrative. And then, you know, it wasn't coming to fruition at the rate that I wanted it to. So then I had to go back to teaching and, you know, I was embarrassed because people were like, I thought, like, I thought you were doing this, didn't it work out? And, you know, sometimes you just have to do things for a season um, to get by and not lose the vision and trust that actually this is part of it. Like if you have a Ferrari, I mean, I don't, I don't have a Ferrari, but if, if you have a Ferrari, um, (laughs) you like, I feel like I would love the leather seats. I get a really good sound system. I would love like the bodywork. I probably couldn't care less about the finish that they use on the muffler. Like I'm sure somebody (laughs) does, but like, um, I'm not going to obsess over that because I have a Ferrari. So for me, um, being in a season that I am not necessarily drawn to doesn't mean I've lost sight of the greater goal. Like sometimes you have to do things that don't match up exactly to get money. (laughs) Sometimes you have to focus on the practical because at the end of the day, like I am very fortunate to be living the life that I live, but I also don't have a family that depends on me. Um, I have a lot of really, really, really great parts of my life that, um, I can control and I don't have anybody else that it affects you know if there's somebody listening who has an idea for a business but they have three kids that they're trying to get through school or maybe they're a single parent um, or maybe they are in like fourth year in university and have like decided they don't want to do it anymore like there are seasons and we're going to we have to decide what we're going to take from each season and how we're going to grow and what we're going to learn and I think that's the the greater thing I completely went off the question I'm so sorry no (laughs) no no this is all very much needed and uh I as I was listening to what you were saying I think 
sometimes, and uh, I've heard this is typical of being a Sagittarius, but, uh, and I'm not sure what star sign you are, but <laughs> yeah, um, there's a bit of a tendency, uh, I'm an all-in kind of person, as I imagine you are a bit as well, and that can be really great, but it can also sometimes we just need to learn a little bit of patience and like you say taking that step back now knowing and sometimes we do it without a really clear vision as well so oh, yes. so, so having that um financial abundance and feeling and having all your basic needs met actually means that you don't have because that's stressful when you don't have those basic needs met when you yeah. don't know if you can and we're not saying that this <laughs> this is necessarily what you got to but you know make sure you got a roof over here got great food you obviously look after your house so it's important you know to spend your money on good food and things mm. when you've got those basic needs met it's Maslow's hierarchy. We can then go up the hierarchy yeah. and go to those more purposeful activities so for some of us yes it does look like having uh, a part-time job or even a full-time job or uh, taking opportunities that uh, pay us money but aren't necessarily in the long-term direction yeah. you know I mean celebrities they take endorsements because their work load is not always continuous or yeah. it's not always um you know, the projects that they really might want to do might not be the ones that bring in a lot of money. So um, it, people are doing it. It's just that we often look at ourselves and be really hard on ourselves when we can't make it all work or we have to take a step back and reassess the vision. Because I'm sure now when you do hire that team or even if it's your first team member, you'll be so much clearer in where this uh where the business of strong woman official actually is you know how is this going to make money such that we have the capacity to put on big events or um and that money might be sponsorship or it might be investment or whatever it is but when you get to that place you'll be ready for it yes. whereas I'm, i can feel that both of us have done it the other way for a while and then yes. gone <laughs> hang on, I'm not even ready for this emotionally or no. energetically. Or... No, and that goes back to what we were saying before. Like a, a friend of mine said to me, Shauna, if you were given everything that you wanted and like I'm just going to put it out there, I want my own show like James Corden. I want a TV show, like a variety show. I want to have my own movies. I want to direct. I also want to have Strong Woman that's like an international thriving organisation. I have so many of that, these ambitions. And my friend said to me, if you were given all of these things today, um... And like the financial security to sustain it, would you be able to cope? And I was like, oh no, <laughs> no, I really would not. Like I'm not, I'm not fit enough physically, spiritually, emotionally. Like I have to work through some stuff. So that's, yeah, I think to anybody listening who wants to live the fullest version of themselves, there is nothing wrong with aspiring to you know, be a movie star or be a CEO of a multinational corporation or be a world famous surgeon. Um, but you know, if all, if everything you ever wanted was handed to you now, would you be able to carry it? Mm. And if not, what do you need to change in your life to, you know, 
get the muscle to carry it mm. or yeah does that make sense yes yes such a uh, such a topic that i love and there's so many I we could go off on a tangent forever on that one, so we'll save that conversation for another day. Um, back to the community aspect of strong woman, and uh, I'd love to. This there's one last question I want to ask after this, but I would love to know what it's like growing a community because this is this is an opportunity that, uh, as I said before, the power of social media and the internet allows us to reach people that we wouldn't have been able to reach so easily 10, 20 years ago. But you've grown an amazing community pretty quickly. And I would love to know what that's been like for you. Um, and like, how did you lay the foundations to get to know your why of this community such that it grew in a way that it wasn't just growing random followers yeah. because it looked inspiring, but you actually went, no, nah, this is, this has got a purpose and yeah. yeah. So I'd love for you to talk a little bit on, on growing communities. Yeah. Um, so strong woman, as you said, it, it grew really rapidly when I first started. I actually started it in 2015. Um, it started because a friend of mine gave me a challenge. She said, um, I saw you take a photo of a friend. You made her feel very, very comfortable. This woman was not comfortable in front of the camera, but she'd asked me to take a photo for a new profile picture. <laughs> and um, she said, I saw you with this woman. She felt very safe, um, in, like there wasn't even a camera in the room. Uh, you have a gift, I want to give you a challenge, your hashtag is strong woman, I want you to take 40 photos in seven days. I wasn't telling people stories at that stage, I was literally just taking photos of women in my community. And then after the week, um, people started approaching me and saying, you know, are you going to do it again? What's going to happen? And a friend of mine said to me, if you don't do this on a larger scale, I'm going to do it and I'll take all the credit. I was like, no, a man can't wrong a strong woman, <laughs> which reverse psychology worked. And I, I ended up, you know, developing this brand. but. I, I didn't really have any, um, I didn't know what strong woman was going to look like. All I know is that there was this gap in our community where women, as women, we compare each other, um, whether we are conscious of it or not. And um, we basically, if I said to you, who's the strongest woman you know? you would be able to think of somebody and you would label, I, I guess, qualify her strength based on things that she has gone through, which there is nothing wrong with that. Women who have overcome adversity or trials, that is absolutely strength. But then if you have not gone through a trauma or your story does not look the same mm. as the strong woman you have in mind, you automatically discredit your strength. Um, you're like, well, I'm not as strong as her. And there are varying levels of strength Obviously, like that's that's part of life. If you go to the gym, people can lift different weights. But the thing is, you not going through a trauma and you not having scars does not equate to not being strong. And so I realized there was this need. Um, so this community, as I started sharing stories of women of all backgrounds who would overcome adversity, who you know were just showing up for their family, who were following their passions, like strength doesn't have to be overcoming pain. These, these women started rallying around and, and really appreciating that. Now, I did build this community and it was beautiful and then I had to take some time off for, you know, personal growth and personal reasons. I got sick and, you know, was had to 
moved through some personal things as well and um, I really only picked up Strong Woman properly a couple of weeks ago and um, I, I always had maintained sharing you know inspirational quotes and stuff like that but I had this huge audience that I felt the engagement had gone away um, and I likened the Strong Woman community to a community of friends that you might have if you have a bunch of friends um, you can't expect your friends to um, to continue to engage with you if you stop talking to them. <laughs> like if, if you completely stop communicating, mm. you know, they'll still check in every now and then. But, you know, a community you have to be consistent with. Your friends you have to be consistent with. Like it's the whole point of growing a friendship, growing a relationship. You know, you show up. And, you know, I needed to show up for myself for a long time, but now I'm back with Strong Women. And, you know, I, for me, building a community, if you're wanting to build an online community or even a, commu a physical community, the key is consistency and being intentional with it, with how you place your heart. Because for me, Strong Women is never about the numbers. Um, I'm really grateful that <laughs> Instagram took away number count um, because it, it, you know, apart from what it has done for a lot of people and girls in particular, their self-esteem, mm. um, it really takes away the competition aspect of the numbers game. And um, I would still do the work that I do for strong women if I had one person following because I want people to be inspired. And if it is one person, if I'm just inspiring my little sister or if I'm just inspiring my neighbour or if I'm like... I don't do it for the numbers. Um, I, yeah. So I, I don't know if that makes sense with the strong woman community and just with an online community in general. The key is consistency, like showing up regularly. Like I'm starting to share stories more regularly. Mm. Um, the, your community will be as interactive as you are. Um, you can't expect nothing, but like a community to flourish if you're not there having a conversation. So um, yeah, it's it's such an honour to have as many eyes and as many hearts engaged with strong women as there is because for me it's it's never been about you know me trying to get 10,000 followers or 20,000 followers or 100,000 followers it's been about how many women can i help see how how many women can i help impact and how many people can see their lives in a different story based on what they're mm -hmm. reading um, if I can change one person's life in the course of my existence, then that's my job done. Mm. Um, so yeah, community really has to be, um, yeah, you have to be intentional um, yeah. and really understand that it is an honor to be part of a community and I guess be at the forefront of the community. Yeah. 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 yeah so true. And even honoring yourself as the leader of that community that you've had to dip in and out of it a little bit over the, yeah. uh, the past while. But uh, knowing that you also have a very clear vision, it means that when you come back in, people, um, it's like you're picking up where you left off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's so cool. Women who I would engage with a couple of years ago are showing up in comment sections mm. and saying, you know, we missed you. Mm. And, you know, I was always there, but like, as I said, would post things, but I wasn't really present. I was just maintaining. So now I'm really back and, and wanting to grow the community, wanting to, you know, tend to the garden that we're 
we're creating together. Yeah, amazing. I I can't wait to see what's next for Strong Woman, and I'm so glad that we're in the same city and. I get to get to hang out and and watch this journey with uh, close eyes. So, one last question, and uh, this might be a bit of a personal question. You may like to say um, what you've had to let go of, but what do you think either yourself or women in general need to let go of in order to really shine, really bring their full selves, their full self-expression? Um, hesitation, I think, and self-criticism. We are so hard on ourselves and the whole point of Strong Women, which is so ironic, (laughs) the whole point of Strong Women is to help women see themselves through everybody else's eyes. So often I'll tell a story of a woman and like I'll interview her, take notes, write it, send it back to her to proof. And she's like, this isn't I mean, I guess it is me. Yeah. And I said, I always say, tell me where I've lied. Yeah. <laughs> tell me where I've made something up. And they're like, I just never thought of it that way. I never thought, you know, I, I have done some pretty remarkable things. And I do have a really cool story. Um, and I, I say it's ironic because, you know, I often don't look at myself through other people's eyes. I just get, you know, on the hamster wheel and, and you know, work through life. But, um yeah, I think the things that we need to let go of as women is just this this idea that things need to be done perfectly. Mm. <laughs> like, I've let go of that, mm. and I'm, I still haven't let go of it entirely. Like, I have – you said you're a Sag and you're all in. Like, I'm a Capricorn, and, like, I'm still learning the traits of a Capricorn. I'm very all over the place, but, like, I have one foot in, like, in the pool, and then one foot, like – on land because I just need to make sure that everything's going to be okay like that's just what I do um but yeah I'm a perfectionist and I I've really had to let go of the idea of you know I'll do it when I'm ready and I'll do it when it's perfect because if I wait it'll never get done Mm. um so I I've had to stop criticizing myself show myself the grace that I show everybody else like think of my best friend in the whole world or you think of your best friend in the whole world what level of grace and love would you show her and why would you not show that to yourself Mm. um so I've really had to shift the lens on how I see myself um not criticize myself in a negative light I think um constructive criticism is always great and always welcome I'm open to growth um but yeah, just just being gentle with yourself and treat yourself how you would your best friend. Um, and trust that like if it is your purpose and if it is meant to be in your life, it will happen. If you create the space for it to happen, then it will happen. Like mm. it's it's life is beautiful like that. I know that life has life's got a pretty bad run at the moment. There's a lot of crap going on mm. in the world, but I think there is still so much beauty. And um, if we lean into the things that we're passionate about, we lean into our skill set and see that beautiful intersection like we all occupy such a unique space and um you know when we recognize that it's not just by chance that we're given the things that we're given in terms of skills and and passions um yeah I think if if we pause for a moment and allow the possibility of existing in a space that truly does bring us joy you know the world will be a beautiful more Mm. beautiful place so Mm. Mm. Yeah, just quit judging yourself, girl. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And life's too short, right? You know, yeah. you'll be you will literally be on the sidelines for 
forever if you yeah. if you don't so yeah yeah uh so good i loved chatting with you shauna as um every conversation we have is very inspiring and um we touch on a lot of different things so thank you for your friendship and thank you for your uh, wisdom and uh, i'm really excited to uh, see where strong woman goes because i know it's only going to um get bigger and better and more powerful um, in the months to come. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. It's such an honor and I'm so excited that we're basically neighbors. So yeah. I'll see you soon. <laughs> <laughs>